So, hey, it's Wednesday. Welcome to Percy and Faces podcast. Uh, coming live from the suite, the parlor actually, at the Gentry Capitol building um, in Albertville, Alabama. Uh, this week we've got a it's, a, it's a worthy topic for this week with 4th of July coming up. Um, this weekend or next Monday, we have 4th of July weekend. We thought it would be... Um, a great idea to have top five either patriotic songs or songs with America or USA in the title or about America or USA. So sort of a combo of the two. Um, and uh, it's a tough list to put together for me. I know I've scratched and wrote and listened and uh, a lot of great songs out there uh, to play this week. And you'll hear some of these, you know, over the holiday weekend, I'm sure. So... Um, Percy, what do you got to add there, Bubba? Well, mine's not totally patriotic. I didn't kind of go from that. I went from the about America or America or USA in the title. So, okay, yeah, you know, that's we'll, cool. We'll, Mine's sort of blended blended with a little bit of both. So uh, I've got some not shockers, but they um, <laughs> you might not agree with them. But but before we get to the honorable mentions, I've got one that was really hard for me to lay off because it was such a big part of my childhood and it was Real American by Rick Derringer I've never heard of that song because it was Hulk Hogan it was all I thought he did was rock and roll hoochie <laughs> it was Hulk Hogan's theme song when he came into the ring oh my goodness so but I left that off yeah anyway on to my honorable mentions the first one I have was which very rarely that an artist does this but he had a hit over 20 years after his first hit. Mm. It was a long time. And it was James Brown living in America. <laughs> in Rocky Four. I talked about that one and listened to it because I love The Godfather's Soul. And uh, that's a great song. And I loved it in the movie. Uh, recently, well, not recently, a few months back, watched the uh, the Redux or the remake of Rocky Four in the theaters. And, of course, one of my favorite parts is when James Brown comes that stage that is start floating to the ground and everybody's like, what in the hell is going on? But yeah, it's a great song. I'm, I'm down with that for an honorable mention. And I've got actually three honorable mentions this week. My second honorable mention is America the Beautiful by Ray Charles. It's an awesome song. I mean, it's awesome. Song. Ray can sing anything. Yeah, Ray can sing, yeah, a phone book. That's a great song. And my third honorable mention is American Girl. Tom Petty. <laughs> that one entered my mind for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, that works. That's a great song. <laughs> okay, so now what do you have for us? Well, I definitely didn't go with um, God Bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. <laughs> I didn't do it. Everybody's so burnt out on that that's, song. I mean, I mean, that's a great song. It is patriotic and... Um, that plays every time there's a fireworks show on television, it seems like. And it's like, it's a great song, but it's time to move on and talk about something else that, you know, our personal choices uh, will really shine through. So didn't even, you know, consider that one. Uh, thought about ROCK in the USA, but I was like, nah, that's just, that doesn't cut it. So um, my first honorable mention is America uh, by Neil Diamond, and it's from The Jazz Singer. And it's uh, 
I mean, it, he's really talking about America in this song. So it's I always liked it, and um, I thought it was, it almost made the top five, actually, but I thought it was at least worthy of an honorable mention. And my other honorable mention, and this wasn't a studio recording, but it's a damn good version of the Star Spangled Banner, and it's by Whitney Houston. Her Super Bowl performance when she came out and did the national oh, anthem that, yes. was would make most gave everybody chills, tears, made them feel proud. It was at a time where we needed it. You know, it was um, shortly after 9-11. She came out. She had that red, white, and blue little windsuit on. She was at her in her prime. And, man, she nailed it. And the, the crowd loved it. And I would, I would say that's probably now the most played version of Star Spangled Banner but here's the in thing. popular culture. When we do these countdowns, there's going to be some songs that maybe I find and remember that you didn't think about mm-hmm. or you find that I didn't think about because we we try to go through as much as we can but there's going to be a song like why didn't I think of that yeah American Girl for a prime example why didn't I think about that I mean it's just I love gonna, Tom Petty it's going to happen that way yeah alright well let's get into number five number five for me we're an American band <laughs> I love it I thought about that one Grand too. Funk Grand Funk Railroad Mark Farner and Company you know, I saw Farner play, I was in college, I won't tell you what year, that'll give my age away, um, but he was playing with Nathan, or Ethan West, who was Clapton's bass player? Nathan East. Nathan East, Ethan West, Nathan, what, Nathan East, and they were at the Holiday Inn in Atala. That's crazy. And they did all Grand Funk Railroad songs. You think they're going to be at the so, Holiday Inn now? <laughs> no. So it was like, man, I'm having a Grand Funk Railroad concert at the damn Holiday Inn in Atala. We left there and, of course, went to the Fuzzy Dug. So, epic, epic song. All right, my number five. I'm just waiting for the heat from you on this, but I got to do it, man. Is born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen. And I know the words, it's almost an anti-patriotic song, but it is used all the time as a patriotic song. I I thought to put that one in my top five, or at least give it honorable mention, because you know that I'm opposed to the boss. <laughs> I know, and I'm a big boss fan. And he wrote it as a protest song, but Reagan used it as a campaign song. Yeah. And it ended up being the totally opposite of what he wanted it to be. It ended That's up right. being a people thinking it was a patriotic song. When it, in fact, it wasn't. I mean, he was talking about tough times in, in America. But basically. it took a life of its own, and then it didn't really matter. It did. So, therefore, to me, uh, in the eyes of the nation, it's a patriotic song. And we're a few years apart in age. Mm-hmm. My generation, is that was the Springsteen song. I mean, yep. Although, it. although I knew the other ones because my dad raised me on Born to Run and stuff like that. Right. But that was the big hit of his, of my generation. It really was. I mean, the album is great. The song is great. Uh, big MTV splash when that came out. That's still one of his best albums. Oh, hands down. That's, uh, 
you know, I, it may be, and I don't know this is a fact, I'm guessing it's one of his top selling albums, just because of the time it came out, and the airplay, you know, and, and all the videos that came. You, almost every song in that album, almost, turned into a video. The video, was it, was it Dancing in the Dark? Yeah, and he pulled up a uh, little Courtney, Courtney, Cox. Courtney Cox from Mountain Brook, Alabama. Yeah, was a little that. Bob haircut, and he jumped, pulled her right out of out of the stage. Next thing you know, many years later, she's starring on Friends. So, and the boss, by the way, so I've seen him three times. He does that every concert. When he does Dancing in the Dark, he pulls someone up out of the stage. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, very I'll cool. He's a great performer. I'll but, give him that. Now, all right. There's number four. What you got? Number four, I got from one the quintessential American bands, and that's Surfing USA by the Beach, Beach Boys. Boys. Definitely pondered on some Beach Boys. The Beach Boys scream America. They do. They they really do. That's a that's actually a great selection. So uh, I'm all good with that. Um, I love the Beach Boys. All right, my number four, and it's sort of the, along the same lines as Born in the USA. I love the song, and it's a protest song, but. Uh, it's to me, it's patriotic, and I looked at a lot of different lists, and it made a lot of people's different lists, and that's "Fortunate Son" by CCR. It's a killer song, number one. I mean, when it comes on, you know right away this is "Fortunate Son." You crank the radio up. But it's, it's weird it's how that that song is now basically solely associated with Vietnam. It is. I mean, it's it a great is. song. Yeah, it was on the Forrest Gump soundtrack when he was in Vietnam. It's made. Other movie soundtracks that are about Vietnam, but it is associated primarily now with Vietnam, and you know I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what Fogarty was writing about because if you if you read the lyrics, I mean it's yeah, he's he's he doesn't want to go to war and he didn't so. And it's funny you, you bring up this song. We have actually a girl at work. Here's the funny story, in the part where it says it ain't me. Yeah. She thought it was about Vietnam. And she was in the office one day, and it came on, and she was sitting there singing, Vietnamese, Vietnamese. <laughs> I got some jokes, but I don't think I'll tell them on the podcast. <laughs> I just thought I had to throw that story in there. What do you call to me? I can't help myself. No, no. no. <laughs> let's, let's, keep, let's, just keep, let's keep going with it. All right, I'll tell you when we're not recording. <laughs> okay, number three for me, strangely enough, is by a Canadian band. <laughs> not throwing Nickelback in there. <laughs> and it's American Woman. Uh, yep, yeah, absolutely. What Guess you, who? Strangely Burn enough. Cummins. It's great. Strangely enough, Nancy Reagan would not let them play American Woman at the White House dinner they were invited to play at. Now, why are we inviting a Canadian rock band to the White House to play and then telling them not to play American Woman because Nancy was like, no, that's down, in, that's down in our girls down here. And, well, that song was, you know, when they wrote that, it was, they wrote it about American girls being overly aggressive and aging much faster than Canadian girls. <laughs> They're passive, though. But, you know, it was... In 2010, it was voted Canada's number one rock song ever. <laughs> it's about American it's, women. It's fascinating. Go figure. The world's in a perfect place in Canada. <laughs> okay, where are we? 
Was that number three? That was number three. All right, my number three, you can't argue this. In a lot of ways, it should be number one, but I put it at three, and that's American Pie by Don McLean. And it's about the history of early rock and roll, basically, and Buddy Holly. And, you know, you know, he talks about a lot of different songs and groups, and it's almost in code. And when you first hear the song, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? But you got to dig, and you got to figure out. But he mainly you know. wrote that because the Big Bopper and Richie Valens. Yeah, and Buddy Holly Buddy died. Holly died. Yeah. But I will say this. I, I'm sorry that they all died, but they spared us Waylon Jennings. They did. So if you don't know that story, um, tell the story. You tell it better than I do. I, Waylon was the bass player mm-hmm. for, for Buddy, Buddy Holly. Holly. The big, they did had that a, make him a cricket? No, the, he got separated from the crickets. Okay. Strangely enough, when he separated from the crickets, they were in a studio. And Buddy told Waylon, he said, do you know how to play bass? And he said, no. And he threw the bass to him, and he said, well, you've got two weeks to learn. Yeah. And he learned Buddy's songs in two weeks. Right. But anyway, they were doing that tour, and the Big Bopper had the flu. And all they had was a plane for so many people mm-hmm. and then a bus. And the big bopper went to Waylon and said, can I have your seat on the plane? I need to get some rest. And he said, it's all right with me if it's all right with Buddy. And they go to Buddy and he said, it's fine. And right before they leave, Buddy looks at Waylon and says, I hope your bus freezes over. And Waylon looks at Buddy and says, I hope your plane crashes. Yes, and Waylon lived with that. guilty feeling for a long time. It took him a lot of years to get over that. Yeah, it was tragic. The day the music died. But a great song. It is American Pie. It is just exactly the title. It's American Pie. Musically. Yes. Okay, number two for me. In America by Charlie Daniels. I knew someone's going to put Charlie Daniels in there. Well, and here's the thing. That song... I wrote down my original list, and I had two Charlie Daniels songs on there. My original, I had a list of about 20 going, and um, I had Still in Saigon and uh, In America, CDB. Which, I mean, and if you listen to that my song... My lovely, beautiful wife, Amanda, who has a lot of music knowledge, too. I said, look at this list, huh? And she just took my pen and scratched Charlie Daniels out. She said, no. (laughs) But if you listen to that song, it talks a lot about of what we need now, about America getting back together again. So you never Russians don't believe it, they can all go straight to hell. I mean, it fits with the times right now, Bubba. I'm telling you, it's a timeless song. It's great. I got no beef with that. Charlie Daniels felt that way about America till the day he died. He sure did. Charlie Daniels was one of the most patriotic musicians possibly ever yeah without a doubt so all right so that was your number two two see i can't keep up and we haven't had a break so we're going to take a sip break sponsored by uh svedka and sprite zero and according to our good buddy bryant long out there in podcast land we need to plug them a little more often so um well right now we're just going to plug some down our throat so, cheers. Cheers, America. Mm-mm. Okay. 
So my number two, you've already mentioned it. It made your honorable mention, but to me, it's great. It's America the Beautiful by Ray Charles. I love Ray Charles. I grew up in my household listening to Ray Charles and Willie Nelson, and that's pretty damn good combo. And then later in life, they got together and did Seven Spanish Angels. That, that was a huge song in my house. My dad listened to that all the time. And I grew up not so much on Ray Charles, but on a ton of Willie and Waylon. Mm -hmm. And then I was kind of really, I won't say first introduced to him, because my dad listened to a lot of R&B stuff, but not right. much Ray Charles. But that's when I was really... So they really first introduced to Ray Charles when they did that song together. And that song's like a hymn. I mean, it's just... Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it is, that's a great way to describe it. It is like a hymn. It's an American hymn, no doubt. So uh, let's take another sip. Uh, the suspense, I know, is killing everybody on what are number ones. And I've got a s <laughs> sneaky suspicion we picked the same one. Well, I do too now that you... That you have watched the Elvis movie this week, I got it. It's gonna be the, but this is mine. And when you listen to music, your rankings will change. This song might be better this day, and this song might be Absolutely. better this day. But this song will never stray from number one for me when it comes to America, and that's the American trilogy. Oh my God! What a great song, by Elvis Presley. Why didn't I think of that? Nobody. Elvis is not the greatest singer. He's not the greatest musician. But now, hang on a second. He's the greatest entertainer. He is the greatest entertainer, and he's one of the greatest singers. That guy had a voice. He, he is the greatest entertainer that ever walked the planet. Absolutely. And by the way, if you haven't seen the movie, it is a must I saw it Sunday, and I'm putting it up there with one of the best movies I have ever seen. And y'all may not know about this about me, but I'm a movie buff as well as a music buff. That's a great movie. And uh, he did American Trilogy in that movie. So, fantastic. Okay, well, I got the one I think that can top it. Any idea? I've got a good idea, but go ahead. Okay, well... It's Star Spangled Banner again, but it's by Jimi Hendrix. And that performance of Woodstock after the rain and the mud and everyone was, you know, hungry and passed out and the crowd was sort of wiped out. Hendrix shows up and cranks out. Full disclosure with me, I love that song and it's it's a masterpiece. Yeah. But I just I kinda the reason I left it out is because it was kind of an instrumental and it wasn't because I Jimmy is the apex. I mean, and that performance was just is amazing, beyond belief. Yeah, he's great. Great song, and uh, it, it's that's that's rock and roll folklore right there with that song. When when Jimmy can take such a song and wear it out and turn it into rock and roll, and how I many it's been played and played and played and covered. Yeah, and since he did it, it's any guitarist, lead guitarist out there worth their chops. We have a local guy that does he it. Can do it. Do it. He, he can does do it very it. well. Let's plug him. Jeff Walker. He can a kill local it. Local musician. He yep. does a great job of that. He can kill it. Jeff, you're always welcome on this podcast, buddy. So that's top five. That's uh, I think we got two solid lists. Before we would leave today, last week I failed to mention 
my album review of Hank Williams Jr. Rich White Honky Blues. Mm -hmm. And if you have not listened to that, Hank fans have already listened to it. You can, you can forget that. But if you're a blues fan, you need to listen to this album. All except for two songs are blues covers. And he does great job. There's a Robert Johnson, there's a R.L. Burnside, there's a Jimmy Reed. He does Rock Me Baby. It was made famous by B.B. King. And I watched an interview with him, and he talks about when he was a kid sitting in the back of that car, you would think that he'd be listening to all the Grand Ole Opry stars on the radio. Right. And he would tell them to turn it, and he was listening to Bobby Blue Bland and Otis Rush and all those blues people. And where he got the title from the name is... One of the blues musicians asked somebody one time, why are you hanging out with all those rich white honkies? <laughs> and that's where he got the title for Rich White Honky Blues. And he had a, one of the famous blues musicians told him, country music, then this blues musician, by the way, owned all of his dad's albums. And he told him, he said, country music ain't nothing but the white man's blues. Amen. And there's a lot of truth in that if you Amen. listen to country music. Yeah. I just is. had to throw that in there. It's just our version of the blues. Because I didn't, I forgot last week and left it out. We can't dance and we can't sing like a real blues guy, but you know, we still got heart and soul. So it's good stuff. Yeah, country. I'm, I'm referring to country, old country artists. Not me. I can dance. You watch me. So next week. Um, what's our topic again next week? Music recorded, recorded in Alabama. In Alabama, so it's got to be recorded in Alabama, which I mean, where else did they record in Alabama besides Muscle Shoals? That's all you can go with, because early in the day, like Hank Williams, he had to go to New York or yeah. eventually Nashville if he wanted to record. There was no place to record. Yeah, I mean, it was just that's the way it was. And we've got a spe we've got a co-host, a guest host next week. Um, it's our good friend Dwayne Bowen, uh, affectionately known as Wayney, and he's going to come next week, and we're going to talk about the uh, top five songs plus some honorable mentions recorded in the great state of Alabama. So come back and join us next Wednesday. Take care and bye bye. <laughs>